Hey, happy August, everybody. Welcome to Liquid Church Online. I'm Pastor Tim. Really honored to come into your home today. Hey, let's give a big welcome to everybody live streaming on YouTube, Facebook Live, however you're there. We're glad that you're with us today because I've got some big news to share. I've got some exciting news about regathering in person for live worship. Can you believe it? It's been more than four months since we have worshiped in person at Liquid Church. And I'll just be honest, I miss you. I miss your smiling faces. I really do. I mean, I love Church Online, but Colleen and I were talking this week. We're like, man, we just miss seeing you face-to-face something fierce. I miss singing alongside others and and raising hands together in worship. I miss praying with people, you know? I just, like, I miss getting a big old bear hug from my friend T after service. And to be honest, I'm kind of tired of preaching to an empty room and laughing at my own jokes. (laughs) But we have made the right call. From the very start of this pandemic, we have made the health and safety of our families our number one priority at Liquid. And that means we have not rushed to reopen our building. But here's the big news. We believe now is the right time to begin regathering physically as a church, slowly and outdoors at first. And today I want to tell you how. So instead of a traditional sermon, um, I want to have a candid COVID conversation. Can you say that three times fast? A candid COVID conversation about how we regather biblically as the people of God in a message I'm calling the game plan for regathering. Now, let me tell you why we're calling it our game plan. Because when it comes to regathering people for live worship, I tell our staff this all the time. I say, hey, I'm not an architect with a blueprint. I want you to think of me as a coach with a game plan, right? An architect with a blueprint, it means it's gonna look exactly precisely like this. Like here are the dates, the details, the exact measurements. But a coach with a game plan, it means you have to remain flexible and willing to call different plays as the game time conditions shift and change. Like we know the landscape of COVID-19, it's always shifting week to week. And so we'll always adjust to put your health and safety first. So understand this game plan is actually subject to change, but I wanna share with you why we think the time is right to begin regathering outdoors at first. Now, some of you know this, New Jersey has made significant progress in flattening the curve and stopping the spread. Thank God for that. Uh, But we're not nearly back to normal. Uh, Most people, however, are starting to venture outside with some masks. They're out walking, they're jogging, swimming at the beach, shopping, dining outdoors. And those are some encouraging signs of progress. In fact, check this out. And NBC News actually released this report with this headline, New Jersey, hit hard by the coronavirus, sees positive signs. I mean, you guys remember, back in April, our state was in a crisis, our hospitals were overrun, and the virus was spreading like wildfire. New Jersey actually suffered deeply. We were among the hardest hit in the nation, and we've lost over 15,000 neighbors to COVID. That is mind-boggling and heartbreaking. But Hey, thanks to stay-at-home quarantine, social distancing, and our heroic healthcare professionals. Can we hear it for our healthcare professionals in the chat? It looks like the worst is behind us for now. For now. Infections, death rates have declined. And right now, our state is one of only seven states in the nation with a stable transmission rate. Thank God. Now, on Wednesday, the New York Times reported this. The U.S. Northeast pummeled in the spring now stands out in virus control. So like in two months, guys, the Northeast has gone from the country's worst coronavirus hotspot to its most controlled and contained. Now that's in contrast to the rest of our nation. We need to be praying because many states uh, states right now, they're seeing these spikes, right? 
especially like in the South and the West. In fact, last week I spoke with pastor friends in Florida and Texas that they rushed to reopen their churches and they had to close them again as COVID hotspots engulfed their state. So I'm glad that we've taken this kind of slow and steady approach. And right now our region appears tentatively ready to begin regathering for worship again, slowly and outdoors at first. So let me share the three phases of our game plan, okay? Because phase one of our reopening this August has our dipping our toes in the water of smaller scale gatherings outside at a local campus level. Small groups can meet outdoors with proper precautions and each liquid campus will host a variety of activities. We'll see in August, you'll see some worship events, prayer walks, we'll even have our entire church family get together for a drive-in movie on August 14th and 15th. We're going to be watching Ford versus Ferrari on the big screen. I can't wait to see you outside. But phase two of our regathering in September means we'll actually reopen our liquid offices so that we can prepare for the return of live Sunday worship services. You heard me right. Live music, live preaching, live prayer and communion, all hosted outdoors. Now, to start, phase two is going to actually be in two locations. Parsippany and Mountainside, we're calling it Liquid on the Lawn. Those are our biggest lawns. And it'll be the first time we've gathered for a 60-minute worship service outdoors. And it's BYOC, bring your own chair and bring your own mask. We'll have extra masks and hand sanitizer, and I'll talk about safety protocols in a few minutes. But you may wonder, okay, Tim, I got it. We're meeting outdoors. But when do we get back inside our buildings for phase three indoor worship at our campuses? Well, the truth is this, we are still taking a wait and see approach before we pull the trigger on indoor worship services, potentially in October. I mean, for starters, we need to see how school reopenings will be handled in September. Uh, you may not know this, but four out of our seven liquid campuses meet in public schools for worship. And those administrators have told us, hey, the decision is on hold. We can't even use the building at this point until they figure out the fall for students and teachers which is understandable, right? Like we want to wait, respect them. We also want to wait until mid-September and see whether government guidelines on indoor gatherings become less restrictive. Like right now we're limited to 100 people indoors. But whenever we regather, here's the big idea. I want you to walk away with this today. Watch me, church online. The when of regathering is a simple matter of calendar, simple. But the how is a spiritual matter of character of being willing to put the needs of others ahead of yourself. You know, I think in God's mind, it's really the how of regathering, not the when that's most important. See, guys, I'll just confession as your pastor. I am more concerned with the how we regather, how we honor and respect each other's needs in the process of returning for worship. Because the truth is we've got people in our church who are at all different levels of comfort with regathering. Um, over the weeks, I have heard from early adopters who are like chomping at the bit to come back. Tim, I'm ready to regather next weekend. But I've also heard from special needs families with chronic health conditions. I've heard from elderly people, our senior saints, who are grateful for the care and sensitivity we've shown. So if you're part of our church family and you're a committed follower of Jesus Christ, then you're probably familiar with this command from Philippians chapter 2. It says this, nothing should be done because of pride or thinking about yourself. Rather, in fact, let's read this bold words out loud together wherever you are. Think of other people as more important than yourself. 
In other words, when we were gathered for worship, guys, it is vital that you take the needs of others into account as more important than your own preferences. In fact, here's a very practical way to put it. I was talking to my wife about this. I said, think of the MVP in your life, the most vulnerable person. When you return to church, don't take precautions that you're comfortable with, but take the ones that would make the MVP, the most vulnerable person in your life, would make them most comfortable. In other words, you may be like, man, I don't, I don't feel the need to wear a mask, but because you're a follower of Jesus, it's not about you. That's why I said, hey, the when is a simple matter of calendar, dates and details. But the how of regathering is a spiritual matter of character, of your commitment to Christ. In other words, the grace and patience that you show others in this process, that runs a lot deeper, man, than the dates or details of the phase we're in. In fact, let's read Philippians 2, verse 3 together once more, church. Think of other people as what? More important than yourself. That's the how. And let's be honest. I know there's something inside of you that sort of, oh gosh, rolls your eyes when you hear that. Because we've all been under a lot of pressure. Like, we have had to sacrifice so much in this pandemic. And now, now Pastor Tim's telling me, uh, I got to consider other people's preferences as like more important than mine. Tim, what about my preferences? My opinions? I got my pressures. My patience is wearing thin. And if people don't share my perspective, well, they're an idiot. Just joking. Sort of. Idiotes. <laughs> See, I don't think God cares as much about the when of regathering in person as much as he does about the how. See, Philippians 2 is about how brothers and sisters in Christ honor Christ in one another. Can I ask you, do you, how do you regard others who have a different perspective than you? Because our church runs the spectrum. Let me show you something. We've got people like all over the map with all sorts of opinions and feelings when it comes to regathering. I want you to think of it this way. Our congregation is like a traffic light. You guys have all seen a traffic light here. We're about to get back on the road towards regathering. And here's the deal. We're going to hit some traffic lights. Now, humor me. You guys know what each light means, right? Green means what? Green means go. Uh, type it in the chat, in fact. Yellow means go faster. And <laughs> just, just, that's how I see it sometimes. Just get, Yellow means what? Slow down. Proceed with caution. And red means what? Red means stop. Go slow, stop. Now, we took a survey this summer, and we found out that there are three different groups of people when it comes to how they view COVID and regathering for church. For some, the light is red. For some, the light is yellow. And for others, the light is green. I'll give you an example. Green light people are the front runners. They're the early adopters, the risk takers. These are folks who are like, I'm not wearing a mask. I don't use hand sanitizers. They actually might think, if you're green, you might think COVID's a little bit overblown. And you know what? We need to get back to normal as soon as possible. So when it comes to regathering for worship at church, greenies will be first in line, man, to get back to church. You're like, no worries. It's about time, Tim. Green, no fear. All systems go. But listen to me. Yellow light folks believe there's still good reasons to be cautious. Let, let's take it slow and see how this goes. You know, yellow folks take common sense precautions like wearing a mask, social distancing. Yellow is, is glad we're regathering for church and they'll return at some point, just not right away. And then red light folks are those who are still afraid to leave their homes because in their eyes, the risk just isn't worth it. Red looks at the hot spots around our nation and says, you know what, this thing ain't over by a long shot. 
red folks you need to respect, they may have underlying health problems you don't know about. And they may not return to church until there's an all clear or vaccine or, or, or later this year or even 2021. You need to understand, guys, we have all three colors in this church. At every campus, we've got red, yellow, and green people. In fact, I wonder, what color is your traffic light? I'm going to ask you in a minute to type that in the chat. Think about what color is your traffic light? Let me share a few things that people wrote in our congregational survey. And after I, I share these comments, you tell me what color they are, red, yellow, or green. One person commented to me. They said, Tim, um, my child is medically fragile, and we've loved Liquid Family. We appreciate your sensitivity to those with special needs. And hopefully we'll see you in 2021. What color are they? They are what? Red, right? Makes sense. Another person said, um, Pastor Tim, I think the cure for COVID is worse than the disease. This has hurt our economy, education, all these business closings are ruining our way of life. And he wrote, we've got to get back to work and worship. Let's do this thing. What color are they, right? You guys know. Green, let's go. Third comment. Someone wrote, I applaud the approach our church is taking. Slow and steady seems like God's wisdom. And I'm going to support whatever date we reopen. But, Tim, I got to tell you, most likely I'm going to wait a week or two, maybe a month. I want to see how it goes before I come back. What color are they? They're yellow. Yeah? We're a diverse church, guys. So we got three diverse perspectives. So here's my question for you. What color is your traffic light? Can you type that in the chat right now? Go ahead. Wherever you are, type in the chat. Are you red, yellow, or green? Let me know. Type in the chat. Because when it comes to regathering for worship in person— Guys, everybody's in a different place. Like, personally speaking, I can be all three of these colors on different issues. For me, like, when it comes to dining outdoors, I'm green right now. I will sit outside at a restaurant <laughs> with my family, my mask on like this, and I take it off to take a bite as long as we're sitting outdoors. I ain't gonna, whoa, excuse, this is the thing about masks and mics. They ain't get along. All right, so I'm gonna preach outside. I'm not wearing a mask. But most of us will when we get together because we want to be respectful about folks who are yellow. For me, getting on a plane right now, I'm more yellow, okay? I'm going to wait a while probably and see on that one. Going to a concert or a sporting event, that's red right now, right? Happy to watch from home. Thank you very much. Don't really have a choice anyway. I wonder what color is your traffic light? Because we got all three colors in this church and the point is this. Your job is not to go around running around telling people, this is my color and, and you should join me, trying to persuade them to change theirs. No, no, the way we honor Christ is by honoring and respecting one another's needs and opinions and treating them as more important than my own opinion. See, here's the key. Guys, hear me on this. Liquid isn't a green church. We're not a yellow church. We're not a red light church. We are a traffic light church with all lights on. And the way we honor Christ in each other is to practice Philippians 2. Think of other people as what? More important than yourself. And that's a challenge, guys, because COVID is polarizing. I mean, people are tired. I know many of you are exhausted emotionally. I see online people are getting political. And I mean, for, heaven, for heaven's sake, excuse me a minute, but masks aren't a mask anymore. This is a political statement in some, the eyes of some people. I've heard some people say, you know, Tim, wearing a mask is caving into fear. This is an attack on our freedom and government overreach. They can't tell me what to do. Now, for most people, wearing a mask isn't political. It's just common sense, right? It's humble courtesy. Whether or not you need it 
It's saying, you know what? I care about your health ahead of my own. And guys, the Bible is really practical about this. I want you to know. In 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul, he actually saw the local church there in Corinth was being divided by different opinions about how they should return. And some of them were fierce libertarians. They're like, we want freedom to do whatever we want to do. And others were more conservative. And so Paul wrote these words. Look what he said. He said, I got the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. No one should seek their own good, but the good of others. Now, in practical terms, you may be like, what's the big deal? You know, I think the governor should reopen restaurants, reopen malls, reopen churches. You are totally free to have that opinion. You have that right, but not everything is beneficial or constructive according to God's word. No one should seek their own good, but the good of who? Of others. Man, isn't the Bible annoying? There's that pesky principle again of putting other people ahead of yourself. And so guys, that's why, for instance, I'm about to tell you, we're requiring everybody to wear a mask whenever we regather. Not because it's a political statement. It's not because we're living by fear instead of faith. It's just putting the good of others ahead of your own freedom. Again, just ask yourself a simple question. Who's the MVP in your life, the most vulnerable person you know? And you say to yourself, I wonder what color their traffic light is. And out of devotion to Christ, I'm going to take whatever precautions will make them, not me, most comfortable. Do you see how practical the Bible is? You know, in Ephesians, the Apostle Paul put it this way. He said, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient. What's the word here, church? Bearing with one another in love. You know why Paul says bear with one another? Because sometimes people are a bear, <laughs> right? They really are, man. They're tough to get along with. But he says, man, be humble and gentle about this. Be patient with one another. Bear with each other. And he says this, make every effort to keep the what, church? Unity of the Spirit. This is about being unified by the Holy Spirit of Jesus through the bond of complaining. Of, no, through the bond of politics. No, through the bond of peace. Guys, do not let COVID divide us. Keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. You know, as we start to gradually regather this month in August, and then September, and then into October, I think the devil would just love to divide us, you know? Like, just get us aiming arrows at each other. Like, why are you scared to come back, man? You should have more faith. Guys, cut it out. Cut. Can I just say in Jesus, like, like as your pastor, cut it out. Don't shame people. Only the devil uses shame as a motivator. We serve a God of grace who put our needs ahead of his own. So that practically means like if, if you're red and I'm green and I see you wearing a mask and gloves, I don't make fun of you. I don't snap your mask when I see you. In fact, I probably, I probably won't see you, right? If you're red, you'll probably stay home this fall or you're not coming to an outdoor event or you're wait until it's all clear in 2021. You know what? That's okay. I thank God you can worship from home at church online. See, the how we regather is closer to God's heart than the when. Remember? The when is just a simple matter of calendar, but the how is a deep spiritual matter of character. So as your pastor, let me encourage you to prioritize the needs of others. Learn what their traffic light color is and respect and honor them as a way of honoring Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, with that said, let me quickly share 
the dates and the details of regathering. And we put this in an together for you to download a PDF calendar of events for you to print out and stick on your refrigerator. You can actually download this game plan for regathering at liquidchurch.com update. You just find it on our website there and you'll see phase one begins in August. You'll actually see it begins on Saturday, August 8th with our regroup leadership training event. And it's going to be a virtual leadership workshop online about how we can lead real change and become more like Jesus. you got to sign up for some of these things. All the dates and details are here. Friday and Saturday, August 14th and 15th, though, is going to be a highlight for me. It is our drive-in movie night. you got to get tickets for drive-in movie night. It's going to be at our broadcast campus in Parsippany because it has the biggest <laughs> parking lot. And we're going to be screening the movie Ford versus Ferrari. Awesome movie. And it pairs very nicely with our At The Movies series. You can reserve your tickets for this at liquidchurch.com slash movie night. Again, all this is in here. And I need you to know this. Next weekend, do not miss church online. I am kicking off our annual At The Movies sermon series. It is streaming live exclusively at church online. And so if you're on Facebook or YouTube, go to liquidchurch.com and go to church online because we're going to actually be showing some live clips and I'm going to be sharing some of the spiritual truths behind the biggest movies of the year. Our lineup this year, we've got Ford versus Ferrari, Just Mercy, Knives Out. And next weekend, I'm kicking it off with a message on Hamilton, man, the Broadway hit on Disney+. Plus. Here's a sneak peek of coming attractions. Check it out. Hands on the pole, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. You always taught me to fight for the people who need the help the most. What you're doing is going to make a lot of people upset. Mr. Blanc, I know who you are. I just buried my 85-year-old father. Why are you here? I think Roosevelt beat Hitler. Think again. This isn't the first time Ford Motors gone war in Europe. When people get desperate, the knives come out. I am not throwing away my shot! I've just left my country. I'm young, scrappy, and hungry. Next weekend, guys, we're kicking off with Hamilton. Don't miss at the movies. So invite a friend to join us online or at our drive-in movie on the 14th and 15th. You'll see it all here. We have a campus blockbuster weekend. All seven of our campuses are hosting special events. The weekend of August 21st, we're going to have worship nights, talent contests, outreach events. So make sure you stay tuned on social media for dates and details. And then finally, August 29th, we got our Liquid Family pregame event for volunteers. We want to prepare our dream teamers who are investing in the next generation. So... Guys, know that there's a lot of ongoing outdoor campus events all throughout the month of August. There's going to be prayer walks, food drives, and you got to follow your campus on Facebook and Instagram to get all the details. Now, phase two is where people are like, but I heard we're gathering for live worship. We are. Tentatively, wet cement. Our September events begin actually on Tuesday, September 1st, when our liquid offices are going to reopen to serve our staff. And that's going to help us prepare for drum roll, history, September 5th and 6th, Labor Day weekend, we got a student takeover. For the first time in liquid history, our high school students are going to lead the weekend services. From They're doing worship, they're doing the preaching, they're doing the production. 
So tune in to Church Online. You'll see our next generation of leaders shine. But then it is three weekends in a row of liquid on the lawn outdoor worship services, September 13th, 20, and 27. Now, these are going to be hosted to begin in two locations, Parsippany and Mountainside. Again, they have the biggest parking lots and the biggest lawns. And it's going to be live worship. It's going to be live preaching. No screens. It's going to be kind of stripped down. We're just bringing gut punch preaching, man. Prayer. We're going to have communion. So if you've like just missed seeing people, even if it's behind a mask, this is a chance in a socially distanced community. It's going to be a 60-minute service. We're going to keep it shorter. And it is a BYOCM. Bring your own chair and bring your own mask. We will have two services every Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Same sermon as church online, just outdoors. So I want to be clear about this because people are like, oh, so we're moving outdoors, not online anymore? No, 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 no. All of our online events, all of our digital family groups, our Facebook Live, we're going to continue digitally full throttle. So if you're yellow or you're red and you're like, I'm, I'm only comfortable online, Tim, that's awesome, man. We got you. But if you're green and you're like, I'm ready to regather in person with precautions, we can't wait to see you. So let me share what you can expect because we have a regathering task force I'm so thankful for, and they have created extensive safety protocols for all liquid church gatherings. We all, remember, we always put your health and safety first. And so to do that, we're going to be requiring self-check health assessments before you come to any outdoor events. In other words, you just got to self-check yourself <laughs> of any COVID symptoms, cough, fever, chills, muscle pain, difficulty breathing, sore throat, loss of taste or smell. You got to evaluate risk factors before you attend liquid events because you're thinking of others. So if you feel unwell or you've been in contact with anybody who has COVID in the last 14 days, stay home, use common sense. And to keep you safe, all staff and volunteers are required to receive temperature checks upon arrival. We actually reserve the right to temperature check all guests and anybody, you know, registering 100.4 or higher, we're going to say thank you for coming, but watch online. We also, as I said, we're going to be requiring masks to be worn by all adults and children age three and older. And yes, this includes all these outdoor events. You got to bring your own mass events, okay? Social distancing, we're going to create environments, guys, that we're going to ask everybody to obviously remain six feet apart from others, just like you're doing whenever you're outdoors. And we're trading in. We're not going to have the full body hugs. We're not going to actually shake hands. We're not even going to high five. We're going to have exuberant waves. Hey, what's up, man? And spirit fingers, okay? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine, guys. We'll just roll with it, all right, man? We'll have hand sanitizer stations at every liquid church event. And we're not going to be serving any food. And we ask, please don't bring any to liquid events. What we found is you notice you can't eat with a mask on. So we think this is probably best for people's safety and comfort. But bottled water is an exception. We do want you to stay hydrated. But here's the most important part. We're going to require advanced registration for all of our events because we have limited capacity. So movie nights, worship services, you got to let us know you're coming because then we can manage the event capacity and we anticipate some events may sell out, like movie night. We only have a certain amount of spots. So you can see, guys, when you go to our website, you download this. You can see we give this a lot of thought. And you can read all the details at liquidchurch.com slash update. But don't forget what I told you. I am not an architect. I'm a coach. This is not a blueprint. It's a game plan. A blueprint says it's going to look exactly like this. But guys, we know we have to have humility. COVID changes week to week. So a game plan means we're going to remain flexible and we're going to remain willing to call different plays as the conditions on the ground shift. And we will always 
adjust to put your health and safety first. So let me be super clear on this. Stay flexible, guys. This game plan, this is like wet cement. <laughs> and honestly, we're like keeping our hands open as your leaders. We're like, Lord, whatever you do, we will respond. And I just want to thank right now our regathering task force for all the, the thought, the prayer, and the wise counsel that they've put into these plans. So can I ask you to pray for me, to pray for our leadership, to pray for our entire church? In fact, let's be praying. I've been praying for other churches across our region for safe and healthy regatherings. Never forget, guys, you know this. Our church has never closed. We've never closed on COVID. Our buildings have been shut. But we have been on vital mission with Jesus, amen? Serving our neighbors in need, delivering meals, medicine, emergency supplies. I just want to say from my heart, I'm so proud of you. I really am. Guys, whenever we regather, we are going to have so much to celebrate together. And I can't wait to worship with you, whether it's online or outdoors. So let's pray and commit our game plan to the Lord. Father, I ask right now for the Holy Spirit to flood us with a sense of unity, a bond of peace. Lord, whatever color our traffic light may be, may we honor you, Jesus, by putting the needs of each other ahead of ourselves. We ask as we regather and lift up the name of Jesus, you'd be glorified, God. We are trusting you completely in this process and we're open to a move of the Spirit. We ask that in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. I love you guys. I can't wait to see you soon in person or online in the weeks ahead.